Hello, everybody. This is Jack Maseko with Moving Into the Future. I'm happy to say we have our first guest today, and it's Anthony Parziali, president of the Advanced Group. Anthony, thanks for joining us today. It's, it's nice to have you. Uh, you know, I'm really excited to, uh, to talk. This is definitely a new uh, dynamic for the Moving Into the Future podcast, a monumental day, if you will. Uh, so, so, so thanks for coming. Yeah, well, thanks for having me, Jack. Background for our listeners, um, Anthony is the president of the Advanced Group. He's built this ship. He's steering this ship. Uh, you know, he's done a great job since the day I met him. I, I've been impressed and, and really have enjoyed working for him. Uh, so it, it's going to be excited to hear more. Today we're going to discuss uh, a, a little brief history of the Advanced Group, how Anthony got here, and then we're going to uh, delve right into part two of the return to office segment that um, we're talking about. Anthony's going to give us a different point of view and how he is um, communicating with C-level executives and some of the accounts that we've had for a while and, and how that's operating. And then we're going to uh, go into, uh, you know, the more global perspective of all of this and, you know, how we're really building our national accounts division out to, to service these these various clients and and things of that nature. So so let's get right into it. Uh, Anthony, so prior to the advanced group, you were in the furniture business, correct? Correct. Right. I uh, sold office furniture and uh, was doing that for a few years. Um, the company I represented at the time, you know, um, I got to the position of sales manager always had a knack for sales and, um, you know, office furniture was, you know, a, a good business for me at the time. Right. Yeah. Right. Back in the nineties, all of those yeah, cubicles, late 90s, file uh, cabinets, yep. cubicles, very yep. bulky back then. Yep. And, uh, at the time, certainly in the late nineties with the big dot com boom, right. uh, you know, it was like, uh, opportunity everywhere. Yeah. So uh, a lot of growth, a lot of new companies coming on board. Um, you know, it was a good time for the city. Um, and it was it was a fun time in my life also. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. That's great. And then it was 2002 where you got to the Advanced Group? Well, I uh, actually, it was 2001 One. I started with the Advanced Group. I, I met Jim Malloy, you know, the CEO, um, around somewhere in, I want to say, early 2000. Um, we were introduced by a mutual friend, um, and we uh, were part of the same networking group at the time. Oh. And uh, Jim and I would uh, network together, and uh, you know, being in similar industries, Jim being in the moving business, me being in the furniture business, we had a lot to talk about, a lot of opportunities to share. I think we had lunch pretty regularly. I would say probably you know maybe once or twice every couple of months, and um, you know there was there was a connection there. Yeah, you know it was a, a special connection. You know, and um, after probably meeting with Jim over the course of six, seven months, um, you know, uh, actually closer to a year probably uh, before Jim offered me an opportunity to join his company. And, um, you know, at the time it was a pretty difficult decision for me because I was doing pretty well right. in furniture, um, you know, wasn't looking for a job. And um, there was just something special about it, you know, something special about it that I said, you know, uh, Jim seemed to be, you know, a very stand up, very trustworthy guy. He had a nice company. Um, you know, there was definitely synergies between the two businesses. And I decided to join him. And the rest uh, is 20 years in the rearview mirror. Right. You know, and uh, still going. Yeah. yeah so uh, yeah. very exciting. 
what was your vision? You know, because you you were you were doing well. Sure. You know, you had a a, a cushy job. Mm-hmm. You know, when you came on board, what was the vision here? What did you want to do? Well, it was interesting. You know, at the time when I came on board, uh, the company was a much smaller company at the time. Um, you know, probably half of its business was in the household moving business, half of it in the commercial moving uh, business. Um, you know, it was just myself and maybe two other commercial salespeople. So, you know, the first few years I was, you know, very hungry. I, I'm still very hungry and right. ambitious That's you know, right. to grow the business. But, um, you know, back then being very young, you know, I was trying to get my feet wet. I was trying to learn from more senior level people, you know, and I remember, you know, starting in the business, I was, you know, maybe 26 years old, um, you know, you always want those big opportunities, oh, yeah. you know, when you're young, you don't want, you don't want to be told you're young, but you know, you have to put your time in, you have to, you know, get the, get your gray hairs as you have, as they say, tough but, pill to swallow. Yeah. <laughs> tough, tough, tough pill to swallow to wait. But you know, but it was, um, back then looking, it, it, it didn't take that long to really get some momentum going. You know, our business, our industry was a, had a little different, um, you know, synergy in the New York marketplace. It was more challenging for companies like us to do some of the bigger business, um, you know, at the time. Um, but we had we had our fair share of it. So you know, my vision at the time it was it, it was hard to say. I mean, at the time I was trying to build as much business, right. meet as many new people as I could, um, and try and just you know understand the business, learn it. Right. You know, um, so that that took a few years and uh, was exciting to me. Yeah. And, um, you know, the best way to what I found and I'm sure you did, too, the best way to learn this business is to, uh, you know, get as many of those big jobs as you can and, and, and do your best with them. Sure. And, you know, you learn a lot of different dynamics and, uh, you know, whether it's the, the, the furniture aspect, the moving aspect, the IT aspect. Sure. Uh, you know, now we're in a position as a company where yeah. we offer all those things. Yeah. Well, uh, it's funny you say that because back then we were basically just commercial exactly. moving and storage. Right. You know, and as, you know, time progressed and I got some more experience and I was having some successes, I realized there was a tremendous opportunity to diversify. Um, so I guess the two things that like really stood out to me was the opportunity to diversify, um, you know, in related services of what we perform. And I was looking to grow a sales team. You know, I realized that, you know, I had an opportunity. I was doing very well. My formula worked with uh, how we acquired new business. I wanted to look for some talented salespeople, people that I could groom in the business, people to do things, you know, my way and perhaps learn a little bit from some people. So I think, um, you know, over time, over the next 10 years from 2001 till about actually a little less than that, till about 2009 or so, um, you know, it was basically just me you know, pounding the pavement with a couple of other salespeople at the company. And I decided to go out and start looking to recruit salespeople. And, you know, roll the clock forward, I I built a sales team of about, you know, 15 individuals, all very knowledgeable. Some have very specific, um, you know, segments of the business that they specialize in. And um, it's allowed us to to grow substantially and also diversify what we sell. Certainly, certainly. And, um, you know, that's what impressed me most about 
the company when I came on board was the was the you know diversity and what we offer, um, all under one roof. It, uh, you know, as somebody who is on the end user side, I see how valuable it is to to work for a company like that. So, uh, yeah, you know, and here we are currently, and and you know, I don't think either of us when we were meeting in you know December or February, whenever it was, thought we'd be in this position where uh, we're working from home and you know. There's no. so there's so many employees who I haven't even met yet. Yeah. Um, so you know we've been talking about now. Finally, we're in a position where we're starting to see companies uh, start to plan for their return to office. And you know, as an executive who deals with other executives and, and also knows our bigger accounts and you know things that I'm not attached to, um, you know, what have you've been seeing from you know inside the new york market and, and and what is your forecast you know what do you what do you believe is going to happen in you know the, the the near future sure well i think there's still some confusion out there i think there's a, a still a big hole in terms of executives not really having a detailed plan of bringing people back to the office i think it's still a lot of speculation and uncertainty um, you know it's a, it's a change our our business was totally disrupted the whole you know, economy was disrupted. And, you know, when you shut an economy down and try and turn that switch on, it's not so easy to do. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a lot of different, um, you know, things that are in the mix. And then you, you add employees' emotions into the into the mix. Um, it's a it's a it's a pretty big challenge. So what I what I hear going on or what I, I forecast that's going to that's going to happen, I think, you know, certainly in our New York City market, I'm thinking after the summer, you know, September, I think companies, I mean, some companies have announced they're going to start bringing people back, um, you know, in, in a smaller percentage, whether it's 25% or so, start bringing them back to the office. And I think there should be some momentum going into 2022. Um, you know, I think with the vaccine rolling out, I think people are going to have more confidence getting back you know, to, to work. I think there's a lot of staff that, you know, doesn't like this whole work from home Mm -hmm. mentality. You know, it's, it's a bit distracting. It's a bit disjointed. Um, you know, a lot of the creativity and and strategizing that's done when you're in the workplace, you know, it's a lot, there's only so much you can do on a zoom call. Right. Exactly. So I think people are, you know, certainly getting tired of the work from home. And I think people are looking to come back to the office. And, and, you know, based on what we were talking about before, you know, as far as the advanced group having so many different uh, or excuse me, being so diverse in, in, in what we have to offer, you know, how do you think we're positioned in, in terms of helping these companies and and where do you see us being most valuable to these companies? Well, I think we could we could serve a couple of different, um, you know, uh, purposes to companies that are rolling back. First of all, we could help them with the plan. You know, there's a there's a lot that goes into the planning, you know, in terms of what this workplace is now going to look like. You know, what do they need to do to get their offices configured properly? You know, we've been doing reconfigurations, moves, ads, and changes for decades. I'm glad you know, people are is, hearing this from somebody th- other than me. Yeah, <laughs> this is this is nothing new to our company. You know, it's like anything else. You know, sometimes there's new buzzwords created, new terms that are used in the industry. Return to office, obviously, is a, a term that who who thought in our lifetime we'd ever 
ever be saying something right, like that. Right. You know, so uh, it's just a different package. The question is going to be each company, what works for them and their staff? You know, how do they want their office to look? Where do they think, you know, um, between when you look at the amount of people that work in an office, you know, you have even offices pre, pre-COVID, you know, you had your permanent staff, you had hoteling staff, people that were coming in and out that just plug into any station. You know, benching was a big thing prior to COVID where people were sitting side by side and across from each other. And it was, you know, you'd fill the office with, you know, one floor had 600 people sometimes. Right, right. You know, so uh, those days I think are, are definitely going to be over. And I think companies are going to look at, it, at at this as a, a combination. I don't think, I don't think people are going to come back to the office permanently out the gate. Mm-hmm. I think there's a combination of work from home, work in the office. They're going to have alternating days where, you know, some staff comes in Monday, Wednesday, Friday, others Tuesday, Thursday, then maybe flip-flop. Um, but, you know, they're going to, you know, distancing is still going to be oh, yeah. a big part of this whole thing for, I think, quite a long oh, time. Oh, yeah, a couple of years. Yeah. So, and, and especially, like, at different times of the year, like, obviously, I think we've seen, you know, COVID obviously has its time where it spikes during the colder seasons. Sure. Um you know, and, and me and Lisa were talking about it last episode. You, you referenced it in terms of what I think we're going to see is a lot of uh, companies get in, and employees get into habits of how they work. So we like, you know, they'll know our team is always in the office on such and such days from such and such times. And, you know, with with new software that that's being offered, um, they'll be able to gain data into when, you know, where the, the hot spots are. And, uh, you know, how employees are, are utilizing the space. Are we seeing different conference rooms getting utilized, uh, you know, where the three to four person conference rooms are getting used all the time, but our 12 person conference rooms aren't getting used anymore. So we're going to create more, you know, smaller conference rooms. And that's where the advanced group can help in that, um, you know, as far as reconfiguring and rearranging that furniture. And then on top of that, when are the times where we're seeing a, a, a shift in the employees coming in and out? And in between those times, can we get a cleaning crew in there to, you know, sanitize desks and stuff like that? And again, that, that, that's where we can help. So it's, um, it is going to be very interesting. It's going to be very fluid. You know, we were talking about it. There is no secret sauce to this. There, there's no right answer right now. So it, it's really going to be customized to employees or excuse me, to companies. And, um, you know, that's that's where we can help. We can talk about our best practices and what we're seeing, you know, across our, uh, you know, different clients' portfolios because with the National Accounts Division, you know, we, we do aim to, to do work globally and nationally. And, and, and we may find, too, uh, certain things working in certain markets aren't working in others. Um, and, you know, I, I'd like to talk about that because it was interesting when we thought about it. We were talking about this National Accounts Division for like a year before I came on board. Correct. Um, and, you know, we planted the seed, I think it was in like February 2019, and, you know, just because of my commitments to my last companies and stuff like that, I, I wasn't prepared to leave. And you were very patient with me, which, which I always appreciated. And then on top of that, you were you got me on board right when the pandemic hit, which was also very well appreciated um, because, you know, that could have gone sideways so many different ways. But, you know, I think Jeff proposed the idea of a national accounts division to you initially. Is that correct? That's correct. Right. He did. It was something I've been thinking about, but Jeff kind of uh, accelerated 
uh, as you know, he tends to do. Yeah, he does. <laughs> he, he, he does. Um, you know, it's one of one of the things he does. But um, you know, and I, I think it was the right move. I think he was definitely onto something there. And uh, I think you know, look, we have a lot going for us. We have a lot of resources here at the Advanced Group. One of our biggest resources is that we're a founding member and o- owner of OMA, the Office Moving Alliance, which, you know, is a, a, an organ, a company made up of companies like us um, serving in every major market in the world. Mm-hmm. And it allows us, the advanced group, to basically present ourselves to our client and offer that one-stop shop of services for all of their offices, you know, all over the globe, um, you know, both nationally and internationally, um, you know, and it's a lot of uh, vetted companies that are part of OMA, you know, typically the best of uh, the best in their markets, mm-hmm. you know, which allows us to provide that top level service to our clients where the client still has that one stop shop, that one direct point of contact right. and um, allows us to oversee the whole project from the project management side through the completion and execution of, of the labor to get companies moved or, you know, reconfigured in their in their offices. Right. So because let's talk about that, too. You know, that's actually where we first met was mm-hmm. through the Office Moving Alliance uh, when, when I was working in tech. Uh, you know, there, there was an opportunity sure. for OMA. And, and I believe at that point, OMA was relatively young at that point. They were young. You know, we, we still um, were, um, you know, formalizing, right. you know, what OMA was going to be. But we were certainly onto something. Mm-hmm. And we even back then, we certainly had the resources to provide the service. Of course. It was more or less getting the comfort level of how we were going to present this and package this to our clients and provide them with the proper resources uh, that they need. Right. So Exactly. And, and what drew you to, you know, the idea of OMA initially? Who, who, who uh, came to you on that? Was it Doug directly or did you get put well, in touch with Doug? How um, did that work? There was a gentleman in the moving industry, actually, who was in New York, Bob Konsolik, um, who uh, was in, in business in New York, who was the brainchild of this thing, um, who brought a lot of the founding members together. Um, that would allow us to form OMA. I mean, it was a brilliant idea at the mm-hmm. time. You know, um, you what know, year was this? Do you know? This had to be back. I want to say mid two thousands. I want to say around you know maybe seven two thousand seven or eight or, or you know somewhere around that uh, time. Um, you know, and the great thing I loved about it in the beginning, you know, OMA serves many different purposes. Mm-hmm. You know. As a business uh, executive, you know, running a company like ours, you know, it allows me to uh, share best practices with other people mm-hmm. that are doing the same thing I'm doing. Right. So which there's is very a lot important. of that give and take, which helps make us, you know, uh, uh, raises our quality, right. raises our ability to do business. You know, and if you ask me our vision today, I mean, I want to continue to grow mm-hmm. and I want to provide, you know, second, uh, you know, first class, second to nobody type quality service. That's why I'm working and here. Yeah, there you go. So, um, you know, and being a fairly young guy still myself, uh, certainly not as young as you, Jack, but, uh, you know, compared to my peers, you know, I, I would still be considered young. There's still a lot for me to learn from these folks. I mean, these guys have uh, done a lot. They've been through it all. And, uh, you know. Yeah. Never stop learning. I, I, that's exactly true. I don't know if Jeff told you, but I had a conversation with Mike Manette for like an hour and a half on Saturday. Okay. Um, and, and, you know, he is our partner in the uh, Texas, th- yeah, Texas yeah. area, Move Solutions. Yeah. Um, and he's a wealth of knowledge. And, sure. you know, especially me being very young, 
you know, I have a ton to learn, you know, just like you. And uh, when you have these partners to rely on in different markets, not not just nationally, but globally, too, you know, with, with some of our clients, we, we've done projects in India um, and in uh, Singapore and, you know, a couple spots in, in, in Europe where, you know, we're partnered um, sure. with, with some very prominent companies mm-hmm. there. It's great to make those connections and work together. They are impressive. Our, our partner in Singapore, I believe it's Asian Tigers, they uh, were so efficient and so well communicated and um, really just did this exceptional, exceptional job for our clients there. And even in India, too, you know, this is uh, one of our new Alma partners. And, you know, the way that we're able to go in there and communicate with the client, take that information, communicate it to uh, our local OMA partner, and then combine it all to execute this work. It, it's impressive. Um, you know, and, and I've said it before, it does take a village for, for this to be successful. Sure it does. And, sure it um, does. you know, it's, we, we definitely got a good village going with OMA. You know, I've been impressed with it from way before I started working at the advanced group because what I think it's important most important function is is you're dealing with companies that have brick and mortar locations you know in all of these cities we're never scrambling yeah. to find work in these cities or, or you know Correct. one thing I'm going to add to that you know not only are they brick and mortar in these cities these are vetted right. companies right big difference right you're you right. know Oma's standards are tremendously high you know some companies that you know offer a sales and project management service and then are relied upon to hire these companies there's not a vetting process you don't know who's doing the work on the other side you know with Oma you know there's an extensive vetting process before somebody is able to become a member of Oma and it allows us to provide that high quality service to the client mm-hmm. you know um, with that owner to owner communication exactly you know I pick up the phone and I call one of the owners at one of our partners you know and and vice versa um, we jump right we jump and you get quality and you get responsiveness and and you know things happen yep so yep and especially you know in this in this time that we're entering uh, where employee travel for things like office facilities work you know when I, when I was in tech I was traveling all over the place um, you, you could see that scaled back a little bit in the future. And that's, that's where, you know, working with a company like the Advanced Group can be so valuable because you know you have somebody who can be relied upon in these markets without you being there because of the way we communicate and because of our, you know, vetted partners that we have in these markets to perform these different services, not just moving furniture installations, IT services, uh, whatever it may be. I, I think it's going to be incredibly valuable. And especially, you know, as these companies return to work, um, what type of projects have you been seeing, you know, uh, ha- has it been a lot of like for me and, and, you know, my business, I've been seeing a lot of like the packing right now and, and, and moving, you know, IT internally and, and kind of getting these desks set up for hotel seating and stuff like that. Have you been seeing anything different? No, that's pretty much what I've been seeing. You know, some decommissioning still is going yep. on. Offices are consolidating or they're shrinking. Um, you know, there are companies out there that think they're going to have a more of a work from home long term plan. Me personally, just knowing what I went through with my own staff working from home, I don't see how that's a long term solution. You know, it's a very disconnected, uh, you know, productivity definitely goes down. You know, creativity and those sorts of things are not, it's just not there. It's not the same. You know what? It's so. interesting because you've seen 
a couple of, of very important and like industry changing events happen. You know, obviously there is going to be some change that comes to this specifically between like the flexible working space and working hours and, you know, whether it's three days a week in the office and two days at home and stuff like that. What happens, I think, with a lot of people in general and companies in general is, is they become a victim in the moment and they panic. So with all of these decommissions that we're seeing and these liquidations that we're seeing, how do you think that's going to hold up over time? You know, do you, do you see... What are your thoughts on that? Well, I've seen this cycle go this right. way a couple of times <laughs> yeah. for, for different reasons, right. obviously. Of course, of course. Um, I saw similar things happen during the whole 2008, 2011 financial crisis where, you know, companies were either going out of business or shrinking and there was an abundance of office space and, you know, decommissioning and move out and that sort of thing was where a lot of the work was coming from. And, and there wasn't much work during that time to go around, but that was a big part of it. But, you know, I've seen these things, you know, it's all cyclical. It, 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 it you know, it ebbs and flows It does for different reasons. Um, you know, I do think there's going to be a surge in our business. I'm just not sure when it's going to hit. Yeah. You know, I think I, if I had to pinpoint a guess, I would say sometime in 2022 at this point, I think we're going to see a big surge of changes again, you know, um, where things start, um, Companies start becoming more active. There's a higher percentage of staff working back in the office. You know, you're going to see companies start growing. I mean, look, other than people working from home, I mean, you look at the economy today. If you're going to base the economy off the stock market, I mean, you would never, you have no you, idea. You would never think there was any disruption. Yeah, I know. I mean, it's just an amazing time and and another unprecedented time that, uh, you know, again, it's it's hard to it's hard to really pinpoint this sort of thing. It is. You know, it so. is. It's a it's a it's a tough game to forecast right now because yeah. like we've been saying it, it's completely unprecedented yeah. so you know um uh, you know i think we had conversations where you know we kind of thought may june july would be that pickup but sure. again people are taking their time which is in, in some sense good i mean we wanted to make sure that we do it right whenever we do get back mm -hmm. because we don't want to go through this entire cycle again um so you know that that that's why uh, you know we we've mentioned it already, but coming to a company like us, you know, we'll we'll tell you what we're seeing and and we'll help you navigate this just unforeseen these unforeseen waters, you sure. know, you know, and, and that's what we'll do well with. Um, in terms of you know you know more national accounts and and, and what I'm doing too. You know, what are your thoughts on uh, on just what we're trying to do here as a whole? I've certainly given mine. You know, where do you see this national accounts division uh, going to, and and how do you think it's going to work best for the advanced group? Well, I mean, I see it. Look, in terms of where it's going, I mean, it's got nowhere to go but up. Right. I mean, it's it's you know, over the years, again doing national business is not necessarily new to the advanced group. You know, we've had clients that we've been able to service in the past with um, opportunities that were going on outside of our market. The difference is our focus. You know, now we're, now it's a main um, service line, if you will, um, that we're focused on growing. We have the resources with our, you know, OMA relationship mm -hmm. and being part of that group. And I think it's just another way we can package and become more valuable to our clients. Our clients like that synergy. So if we have a great working relationship with a company that's, you know, 
based in New York or, or has a, a big footprint in New York, um, you know, we could certainly provide that same level of service outside the market. Right. And I think, you know, that's that's certainly something that um, our clients are, are interested in. I do too. You know, so. it, it, just in the sense, you know, like we were saying, whether companies are more lean now, where maybe they're not even holding, you know, a, a large facilities team anymore. Um, and, and they're choosing to outsource that, you know, companies like the advanced group. And, and I think we're unique outside of OMA, uh, where we really are, you know, one of the only companies in the New York area, you know, don't quote me on that, but who are really offering it to this type of level. And, and you know, not only because of our ownership, but, or excuse me, OMA partnership, but, you know, not to toot my own horn, but also my experience on the end user side and, and, you know, yeah. that that whole understanding of what's going on there, not many other people have that. And yeah. um, it is so crucial, especially through the moving process where you see so many disconnects happening, you know, between client and uh, mover where they forget to tell us something. And then, you know, there, there's these change orders and stuff like that. I'm not saying that happens, you know, specifically at the advanced group across the industry. It's just part of our, you know, what we do. And we can really protect against that because I know what to look for, when to look for, what questions to ask. It becomes invaluable to our clients in, in what we're trying to well, do. Well, it's funny you say that, Jack, because that was actually one of the qualities that I liked about <laughs> you that wanted us to hire you. Yeah. You know, having that end user experience and not just end user experience, you've worked for some major corporations with a tremendous real estate portfolio and, and a huge number of employees. So your moves, ads, and changes experience, I mean, this is what you did. Right. You ran this. Right. So, uh, you know, bringing that now from our side and to be able to provide that same level of expertise and experience you have to our clientele, to me, really separates us from a lot of our competition here in New York. Yeah. You know, and when you combine that with our, um, you know, alliance with OMA and our ability to provide these resources in every major market in the world, I mean, I think I think we're onto something. I do too. I really do too, and I'm excited to see where it goes. And you know, like I said. We didn't really think it would it would be a year like this where, you know, we, we, we've been caught inside the whole time, but we, we've certainly done our best and we've definitely seen growth and seen some great opportunities. So I'll be excited to see, you know, not only where the advanced group goes, but also where, you know, these different market grows in, in, in different cities. Uh, you know, may see growth that the advanced group will have no problem servicing, whether it be, you know, the, the San Francisco's and LA's of the world's, or maybe it's smaller markets like, you know, Columbus or Nashville or, or, sure. or Charlotte like that. We'll be ready to go and, and, and ready to operate. Um, you know, do you think we're, we're going to see more growth? Obviously, you know, I don't, and I think you share this sentiment, New York City will be fine. I have no doubt about it. You know, New York City is the most important city in the world. It's, it, It'll be fine. What do you think about these, you know, secondary cities and, and, and some of the growth that we might see there? Well, look at, uh, you know, look, Texas has been oh my God. Uh, just a, a boom town mm -hmm. uh, over the last few years. I mean, you see companies, you see a lot of companies from California relocating to Texas as a, as a popular, you know, uh, spot for them. Um, so, yeah, I think there's going to be certain markets in the country that you're going to see, um, you know, just just more companies looking to relocate to because of the appeal that it that it has right. and, and the advantages that they could take being in those markets. Right. You know, I don't even consider Austin a 
small market anymore. Mm-hmm. I mean, or a, or a mid-sized city. I mean, that city has seen such growth because I used to spend a lot of time there um, when I was at Indeed. And, you know, I was there for like the initial tech boom. And, uh, you know, now I couldn't even imagine going back and seeing what it looks like. But, uh, you know, even though Austin is great, it's still got its problems, you know, sure. and like uh, just, most cities do. Right. Right. I of mean. course. That, and, and that's what's important. There is like no perfect place for these companies to go. And, you know, again, that, that that's where we can kind of help offer a little insight, which I have before. Uh, you know, to, to companies from a consultative manner, you know, what do you see in these different, um, you know, cities in, in, you know, the question that we always ask is, you know, what's important to your employees? What are they needs? What do they want? And, you know, we can get them set up. And I think that's so important to know is that we can help set you up. Even if you want to go into a flexible office space, I've done that. And we can get you set up from a network standpoint and an IT standpoint. So we can be very dynamic in our offering. We're getting a little off track here. I, I just want to close it up with uh, with one more return to office question. Um, you know, as far as the advanced group goes, let, let's hear it from the horse's mouth. You know, how do you plan to uh, manage this return to office and getting everybody back? I think it's important that we hear yeah. it from an executive like well, that's you. A, that's a good point. I mean, you know, look, our office here, our headquarters, we have about, you know, 65 personnel working in our headquarters in our New Jersey facilities. We probably have another 40 to 50, you know, personnel between our warehouses and our uh, offices. You know, I've started bringing our office staff back to work. Any of our um, uh, client-facing uh, staff, whether it be, uh, you know, our client coordinators, our, um, you know, internal marketing personnel, our uh, household division with uh, those customer service folks, you know, I felt the need to start bringing them back. So what we did is we we spread out our office. We added larger workspaces. We put up, you know, plastic shields, making higher um, workstations so people didn't feel like, you know, they they were on top of each other. Um, you know, and I have alternated days. You know, I have teams that come in Monday, Wednesday, Friday, others that come in Tuesday, Thursday, flip-flop. I'm still keeping the headcount down. Um, accounting personnel, there's no reason they can't continue to working from home. You know, they're very task-based, so, you know, their workflow is their workflow, Mm -hmm. you know, so they could do that from home at the office. So I'm trying to just bring back the critical staff that I need to have more interaction with, um, you know, so that they continue to, you know, keep up with what's going on in the business and, uh, you know, are are around. So, you know, we've started that process. And uh, I think, you know, it it was, it's not easy, Mm -hmm. you know, getting people back to that work environment, you know, after being away for, you know, a year or more. I mean, it's, it's tough. It's a challenge. It is, it is. And, and, you know, that's why we're here at the advanced group is, is to help with that and, 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 you know, make sure that these companies have one less thing to worry about, Mm -hmm. you know, or, you know, multiple less things to worry about, you know? Uh, and and that's what we really aim to do is, is to be that partner, uh, and, and, you know, know that they have somebody to rely on, whether it's in the New York Mm -hmm. market or, or elsewhere, we'll, uh, we'll be here to do the best we can. So Anthony, yeah. thank, thank you so much for yeah. coming on. Thanks for having me, Jack. No, it's a pleasure. Uh, looking forward to continued growth. And thank you everybody for listening. Uh, our next episode, we'll be talking about part three of our return to office and uh, provide you with the, with the latest news and updates then. We'll talk soon. Thanks. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast at theadvancedgrp.com. That's theadvancedgrp.com.